بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین و الله على سیدنا و نبینا عبدالقاسم المصطفى محمد و على آله الطیبین الطاهرین سلام علیکم و رحمت الله Sorry that I'm not starting on time. I have to say my prayer of Fajr. Um, yesterday I arrived in Ankara and we are having this session from Ankara. And the time difference uh, has caused uh, this uh, problem. So, inshallah, as you know, we are going to start reflection on Munajatu Shakin. This is the second Munajat of the 15 Munajat, Munajat Khamsat Ashar. And Shakin is the plural form for Shaki, and Shaki is the one who makes Shakwa, means complaint. So he complains. It's different from Shakin which means those who have doubt. This has no tashdid, no shadda, so it's shakin, not shakin. So this is a type of whisper prayer that you can use when you are not happy with yourself, when you think that your own nafs, your own soul is not helping you, Indeed, it's causing problem in your journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah, who is the closest person to us, even closer than our own soul, is the one to whom we can take our complaint and we can ask him to help us. So we say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم إني اللهم إليك أشكو نفسا بالسوء أمارة أو الله I complain not نعوذ بالله about الله no I complain ilayka means to you or bring my complaint to you but the subject of this complaint is nafsan a soul which commands it to do bad things nafsan besu'e amara means a soul which very much commands to do bad things. You know, this concept of nafsa ammare is a concept which is rooted in the Quran itself. According to the Quran, according to the Quran, we find that Prophet Yusuf, according to one interpretation, or Zuleikha, according to another interpretation, said, وَمَا أُبَرْغُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءٍ إِلَّا مَا رَحْمَ رَبِّي 
either this was said by Prophet Yusuf or this was said by Zulikha, but in both cases, the concept is a very important, acceptable concept. And that is, we cannot be sure about our soul. We cannot say, my soul has no problem. I am free from problems. The nature, the reality of human soul, which is not trained, which is not disciplined, which is not educated, which is not purified, is to ask us to do bad things. Unless the mercy of Allah comes to us and changes our soul into another type of soul. And therefore our scholars have distinguished between three types of souls. Nafsa Ammare, the one that commands to do bad things, then becomes Nafsa Lagwame, which Quran says in Surah Qiyamah, La Qiyamah, then says Nafsa Lagwame means the one which blames us when we do bad things. And then Nafsa Mutmainne, which we have in Surah Fazriya Ayyatwa Nafsul Mutmainne. The confident soul. So these are three types of soul which come in a hierarchy. The lowest is nafsa amare, then nafsa lagwane, and then nafsa mutmain. In any case, we say, O oh Allah, I complain to you of a soul which commands very much to do bad things. So here you start with the recognition of the fact that our problem is most of the time internal. Our enemy who is the greatest is inside us. We shouldn't look always for external enemies, external uh, sources of problems. First of all, we have to make sure that the one which is inside us is not causing problem. You know, the, the famous hadith, Your most hostile enemy is your own soul which is inside. And that is the most difficult type of enemy because it's inside you and knows everything about you. All your weak points and strong points. Okay, so the first thing was Besu'e Ammara commands very much to do bad things. One of the problems of a soul which is not trained and purified is that rushes to do bad things. Khati'ah means mistakes. And here includes sins, which is the greatest mistake. Our soul, unfortunately, loses her patience when is faced with bad things. The things that may look nice may bring some pleasure, but unfortunately they are wrong. And those pleasures quickly finish, but the burden the darkness, the bad outcomes, the damage of the scene remains. And this is 
very important to control our soul, to tame our soul, to keep it under control, not let soul goes quickly after what it wants or she wants. So, إِلَى الْخَطِيئَةِ الْمُبَادِرَةِ وَبِمَعَاصِيكَ مُولَعَةِ Unfortunately, the soul which is not trained has eagerness towards disobedience, wants to disobey God, and this is very destructive. Therefore, we say, وَبِمَعَاصِيكَ مُولَعَةِ uh, you may not have this slide, uh, unfortunately, but this is the passage which comes after Unfortunately, because it has this type of uh, eagerness to do ma'asi, to commit sins, then it exposes myself to your anger the soul exposes herself which is me to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sakhat means anger and wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we say it takes me on the roads of disasters it cannot start with commanding bad things and committing sins and rushing towards bad actions and then stop there this is a slippery road when we go down and we rush we rush to do bad things by going down to this slippery road then the result is that we cannot be saved. We would be on the roads of disasters. One disaster after another disaster. One problem after another problem. And unfortunately, because such people do not have the courage to acknowledge that the mistake comes from them, what they do is when they are faced with a problem, with a disaster, they do something wrong and by that they make it even worse. So disasters become more and more. They are multiplied. The best thing is that as soon as you are faced with disasters, you should wake up and realize that the source of disaster is that we have followed our own commanding soul so we have to repent we have to change we have to have the courage to admit that the mistake comes from me so that at least from now on we start controlling the problems otherwise the problems will be multiplied quickly so this is the situation and then it makes me the easiest of perishers before you. So not only I am destroyed, I am perished, 
but I become ahwanahalik means the lowest of them. The soul which is not trained has this problem, which is also mentioned in the Quran. In Masahasharuh, very similar idea is mentioned in the Quran that in Masahashar Tajza when it is faced with bad things, with difficulties, with calamities, with poverty, with illness, maybe losing job, Tajza instead of trying to be patient and and overcome the problems, it starts uh, becoming very anxious, losing control, losing temper, and shouting, screaming. in I think you don't have, unfortunately, this slide. Uh, some of our slides seem missing. But if good things come, if good touches it, tamna, unfortunately, becomes miserly. When bad things come, it wants to shout and let everyone know. When good comes, it wants to keep it hidden and for herself. It doesn't want, the soul doesn't want nafs, which in Arabic is a kind of female, uh, of course, figurative and Metaphoric, nafs, nafs mutma'innah, nafs lawwamah, nafs ammara, is uh, in Arabic used as a female, is um, trying to keep it and doesn't let the good things to be given to others. If he has, if a person has money, if a person has power, position, something, instead of helping others, sharing with other people wants to have a monopoly and keep it for himself. Our soul, which is not trained, has very much desire for playing and diversion or as we explained in Surah Luqman in details Lahb means something that you do it and you have no purpose. Instead of doing something purposefully, you do something just to kill your time, just something to keep you busy. So the soul has this desire, inclination towards games and playing and also towards the things which are not meaningful. And unfortunately, this is the reality of the life for many people. The hayat dunya for them is lahbun wa la'ib. It's only play or it's only how they kill their leisure time and don't get benefit from it. Opposite those who instead of killing, they revive their time. They give extra life. They revive even the nights, like what we have in the nights of Qadr, that by keeping awake and doing good things, 
we give a new life to our night. So this soul has this quality of mayalatan ila al-la'd wal-la'f and also mamluwatan bil-ghaflati wal-sah is full of heedlessness and inattention. Ghaflah is one of our greatest problems and perhaps the most severe problem because if you are alert then you can yourself avoid many problems and you can uh, sort out many problems. Kafla is when you are heedless, when you are negligent. So then the enemy comes and destroys you. When there is a battle and you are heedless, what happens? The enemy wouldn't say, okay, because he's heedless, let us, you know, give him some time till he becomes alert. No, unfortunately, the enemies use this time of heedlessness as the best time, best opportunity to attack us. When shaitan finds me that I am not alert, shaitan says, oh, that's the best time to attack. Why we are not alert? Why we are not awake? Because we forget that we are constantly tried and tested. Every moment is a moment of gaining or losing. You cannot be heedless. But this is unfortunately the problem that our nafs quickly gets used to the situation and becomes heedless. Tosra'ubi it hurries me to misdeeds to be destroyed so when it is a matter of doing something bad which the nafs wants desires the nafs says quickly quickly you have to do this hurry up but unfortunately when it comes to the good things like toba, like repentance, makes me delay. What tosabbefuni betawba. Tosabbef comes from sofa. Sofa means uh, something which is the uh, sign for future. You know, for example, in Arabic, if I want to say, I will go tomorrow to school, so I say, uh, for example and if you want to say that it's a bit farther than near future we say instead of sin sofa so I say so sofa means like will shall but for not very near future so whenever I want to do tova I say sofa sofa so I say tomorrow for example, or next uh, Friday, Friday night, for example. Then again, I say, when the Friday night comes, say, oh, next Friday night. I always, you know, postpone. Or for example, I say, this month of Ramadan, I'm going to change completely. Then again, month of Ramadan comes, I say, oh, next month of Ramadan. So I always keep postponing and delaying. 
and this is very dangerous. Maybe the time will never come and we will end without having Tawbah. So the nafs has this problem that when you are faced with something that the nafs wants and desires is very fast, very quick and rushes. But when it comes to something which is good, it says no, delayed. Elahi, another uh, thing for which we want to complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here we are referring to Shaitan. Elahi ashku ilayka aduvan yudulluni wa shaytanan yuguwini. O oh Allah, I complain to you of an enemy who misguides me. So, after first referring to the internal enemy, now we want to move on and mention the external enemy. Above all, we mention shaitan, iblis. Because even if we have enemies among human beings, they are guided by iblis. Although they are responsible for what they do, but they get guidance, inspiration, direction from Iblis. So our greatest enemy is Iblis. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alam a'ahad ilaykum ya bani adam, Allah ta'abudu shaytan, innahu lakum aduvun mubin. In Surah Yasin, Allah refers to the covenant between us and him that we should not follow shaytan. Because shaitan is our clear enemy. And as I said in some of the talks before, that shaitan cannot harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, cannot fight Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan is fighting against us. Shaitan is trying to harm us. Shaitan is our enemy. If there is enmity between shaitan and Allah, it's because of human beings. It started with Adam and continued in the progeny of Adam. Otherwise, before us, before human beings were created, Shaitan was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was the creation of Adam and the command of Allah to prostrate before Adam that brought out the ego of Iblis. And ego of Iblis led to be enemy of Adam and through Adam to become enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because ego is something that is not compatible with Tawheed. So Shaitan was worshipping Allah but at the same time was growing his ego. He was indeed enjoying Ibadah. And he was trying to become a very important worshipper, wanted to be the greatest worshipper of God. Not because worshipping God is good, because worshipping of God was giving him significance. He was being praised. So when Allah has to do sajda for Adam, he said, you know, please exempt me from this and I'm going to worship you in the way that no one has ever worshipped you. But Allah said, 
you have to worship me in the way that I ask you, not in the way that you enjoy and you prefer. So this enemy is Shaitan, and we have to remember Shaitan, and we have to remember that he said to Allah, by your honor and dignity, I am going to deceive all of them, except those who are purified. So shaitan is an enemy that has made wow to try to misguide us. So we say, Adawwan yudhulluni wa shaytanan yagwini or yagwini. A satan who leads me to stray. Agwa, agwa, yagwi, agwa means to misguide. This shaitan has caused lots of problems. One of the problems is Shaitan has filled my breast with temptations. Shaitan has this power. Shaitan has no control over us. We have to know. Shaitan cannot force us to do something. On the day of judgment, he says to his followers, I didn't have any authority over you. I didn't have any control over you. I only called you. Shaitan can call us towards bad things. And one of his methods is temptations. Shaitan brings temptations. It is up to me and you whether we want to go after temptations or not. So the first thing is that we have to try not to develop them. If something comes as a thought which is not good, we should not pay attention to it. We should ignore it. And we should be trying to keep ourselves away from these temptations. And inshallah, gradually, shaitan will lose his hope and would not try to waste his time by bringing temptations to a mu'min who never pays attention to the temptations of shaitan. So, this shaitan has filled my breast with temptations, tempting souls. And his suggestions have embraced, have encompassed my heart. Our Lower desires, our loss, have power, and shaitan adds to the power of that. There is, unfortunately, a power in many types of sins. You know, there is a pressure, there is a force. For example, imagine a young person who is not married. There is a pressure to, for example, look at namahram, or to do, for example, you know, to watch some for example, bad pictures. So this pressure is becoming stronger by shaitan. Shaitan adds to the pressure. But a moment with remembrance of Allah and asking Allah for help can easily overcome these pressures and these forces. So shaitan is unfortunately trying to add to this pressure.
So this is something that we have to remember. يُعَاذِدُ لِيَ الْحَوَى وَيُزَيِّنُ لِي حُبَّ الدُّنْيَا The shaitan comes and decorates and tries to make it even more attractive. The love for dunya. This is the problem. The dunya has attractions and shaitan makes it even more. You know, everything in dunya is less beautiful than what it looks and everything in akhirah is much more beautiful than what we imagine if we for example hear about the gardens of heaven it's much much more attractive than what we can imagine because our imagination depends on our experiences and we have never had such experiences but in dunya Everything that you imagine, when it comes, you realize, oh, it's not really that attractive. So you want always something more. You are never satisfied. Shaitan decorates and makes it look very beautiful and attractive. But we have to be careful. So the love of this world, the excessive love for this world, becomes... Uh, more by shaitan of course we know that doesn't mean love of the world as the physical world or you know as for example our uh, physical life to be bad by itself this is the excessive love for dunya which is bad otherwise dunya is creation of God and we are not against the planet we are not against the environment we are not against human life it means that as it's very clear to be you know obsessed to be uh, so much in love with the temporary pleasure and you know those type of things that quickly finish that they forget the nature of dunya and they forget that this dunya is mazra'atul akhara is the farm for growing and later harvesting things that we need for our eternal life so yuzayyinu li hubba dunya wa yahulu bayni wa bayna ta'ati wa zulfa and unfortunately stops and stands as a barrier between me and obedience and closeness and proximity to Allah shaitan wants to stop us and wants not to be able to reach ta'ah, not to reach obedience, not to reach closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it becomes a barrier, and we have to get rid of this barrier by not following this shaitan, inshallah. Okay, I stop here. We have, alhamdulillah, mentioned uh, two passages of Munajatu Shaki. One was the complaint about our own commanding soul and the second was about shaitan and inshallah we will continue uh, with the rest of this monajat next week inshallah so if you have any questions please you know share it with uh, us and I hope that inshallah in this month of Rajab you pray for your brothers and sisters 
and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be pleased with all of us inshallah uh, question one salam dr shumali alaykum assalam wa rahmatullah i note that the whole munajat is delivered in the form of complaints a negative approach rather than asking him to empower us to fight evil positive approach in addition we point to external enemy like shaitan to blame rather looking to our inward shadow personality and as Carl Jung puts it or Jung puts it and understand how our mind tricks us through conditions and order let's please comment yes indeed we have the balance in this munajat we started with mentioning our internal enemy and then external enemy because as I said the internal enemy is the most hostile one the most dangerous one uh, in the paper which is published in the message of Thakalain about different treatments of spirituality I have mentioned that one of the things that we find uh, as a description of a spiritual journey is a battle it's an internal battle and our enemy here is our own soul and I have mentioned there the famous hadith of the Prophet when he saw a group of companions who had just won a battle coming back to Medina he said marhaban well done to the people that have finished the minor struggle and it's upon them to complete the major struggle these people were not understanding getting the point so they thought what can be greater than going to a battle and be ready to die and then winning and then the Prophet explained that the greatest jihad is to fight against your own tempting and commanding soul. So in this munajat we have both aspects. One is our own soul and second is the external enemy. Indeed, inshallah in the next part that we are going to talk again we talk about our own heart which is sometimes hard, has become very hard and therefore doesn't you know, help us in our journey. So we have both sides. And about complaint, yes, it is important to be positive, but at the same time, it's impossible to be always positive because there are some realities of life that we have to remember. If we don't remember our enemies, they will remember us and they will plan against us. Imam Ali said, The one who sleeps, his enemies will not sleep. They will attack him. So we have to wake up. How can you wake up? If you don't warn yourself, if you don't pay attention to the problems, to the troubles, to the enemies, then you cannot be alert and you cannot be cautious all the time.
So we have to find the balance. We should consider the things that bring hope. At the same time, we should consider the things that can be very dangerous and destructive. The second question, are the powers of Satan, Shaitan, unlimited when it comes to misleading? No. Shaitan has limited power. Of course, his power is great, but he has limited power. And it is me and you who give power to Shaitan. This is something that we have to remember. You know, Shaitan has some power. For example, can bring temptations, but has no control. And his temptations becomes more powerful when me and you pay attention to it. It becomes more and more powerful. So indeed, we can keep shaitan weak, and we can make shaitan very powerful. Allah says, "Inna kaidah shaitan kana zaifa." The plans. And plots made by shaitan are very weak. If we listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we help each other by advising each other and you know keeping in mind that my brother and sister in faith is trying to help me if he's you know saying to do good things and not to do bad things. With this mutual help, this tawasi bil haq, this tawasi bil sab that we have in Surah As, then shaitan cannot do anything. Shaitan has limited power, and mu'mineen make this limited power even more limited. Those who have taqwa, when a group of shaitan who go around to find who is heedless, approach them, they become quickly alert, and they can see that this is coming from shaitan. So, shaitan is not that powerful. Shaitan is very weak. Shaitan is very uh, much disappointed about himself when it comes to mu'mineen who trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who take the warning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seriously who say their salat properly who say azan properly these are the things that make shaitan thousands of kilometers away from us if we do them properly so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to Inshallah, protect ourselves against shaitan and the followers of shaitan, inshallah. Question 3. Allah also says that the cave of women is azim. So can we say that the power of misleading from women more than say? Yeah, this is, I think, the person who has made this question is referring to uh, what uh, was said in the story of Yusuf and Zulaikha, your plot is great. This is not a comparison between women and Iblis. It is a power that uh, is there in making plans 
of course it can be related but it's not always related for example a woman can make plans for good things as a mother you can do lots of things by planning for your children or your husband and you can be successful because Allah has given so much power to women because you know human beings are affected by love are affected by affection and passion the one who can have more love is the one who is more powerful and because women have this love and have this attraction which comes from being a lovely person then they have great power if they use it in the right way they are the best helpers in your journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your mother your sister your wife these have great power your daughter if you have a pious daughter they have greatest power to help you to move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but if na'uzubillah this power is used against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it's very powerful means of shaitan so it's not necessarily connected to shaitan but it's like anything good in this dunya anything attractive in dunya anything powerful in dunya that can be used in different directions and we have to be careful to do it only in a good direction question four i understand that we do not know the meaning of alif lam mim do you think we can give meaning to the letter a for amara lam for lavana and mim for Thanks. Yes, this can be said that, for example, Aleph stands for Ammara, Lam for Lavana, and Mim for Mutmahina, which are three types of souls. But we cannot say this decisively. As a possibility, it's okay. But we cannot say definitely this is what is meant by this. This can be true, this can be false, or this can be true but not as the only truth about this there can be many many things uh, behind these letters these huruf muqatta'a these scattered letters that are mentioned by our mufassirin commentators of the quran and still maybe much more that no mufassir has so far mentioned and it is known by the prophet and ahlul bayt alayhi salam but this is a possibility that you mentioned. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for your good questions and for your attention. And sorry again for not starting on time. Uh, Insha'Allah, we will have uh, our next session. And possibly for the next session, uh, I will be in Canada, Insha'Allah. So, Insha'Allah, we keep it as planned. I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to do the best things in the easiest ways and in shortest time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be your support and support of your family 
and our community. Thank you very much.